0: Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday. It's the a.m. version of the Georgia show. I'm Jake Rowe. He's Rusty Mansell. We are from Dogs HQ and we're excited to be here this morning because uh, there's a lot to talk about. There always is. This is Georgia. Um, There's so much going on and Rusty you reported over 24 hours ago at this point at our site that Georgia's coaching staff was going to be on the road yesterday seeing some big-time targets. Um, You know you could have get more detail over at Dogs HQ but just kind of fill us in on what happened yesterday and where the coaches uh were mainly that that number one main spot they were at
1: well i i think one that was kind of interesting to me was Tay Harris defensive back from Cedar Town decommitted on Sunday uh picked up Clemson offer last night uh you know he's come he's went to Georgia Tech he's been to Florida he's made a couple of visits here lately but uh Kirby Smart shows up yesterday at Cedar Town the old Kirby copter lands there and um Pretty the social media town football put up pretty cool picture. Kirby was standing beside Chubb's Jersey uh, in the weight room, and um, so it kind of tells you that hey, this you know this is a kid they're not giving up on. This is a kid they're gonna they're gonna love up, and he's an in-state corner, and they like him, and uh, you know that that that's gonna be one of those. You know, in my opinion, Georgia and town obviously uh, there's a lot of connections there, and yeah. uh, so that that one too now. Pretty big in-home visit last night. Um, the, the last, I would say, remaining 2024 Target Terry Busey uh, athlete, defensive back, wide receiver out of Texas, who's committed to Texas AM. and uh, We confirmed Glenn Schumann, uh, Dante Williams, and T-Rob uh, were were in home with him last night. So that means they get one more visit. You get two in this period. Plus, he'll have an he'll ha- he's an, on an official visit this weekend in Athens. So. Technically, Georgia can be in front of him two more times. I would expect Kirby Smart at some point to be in home with him next week, uh, even after coming this week. So they're taking a shot there. A lot of questions on what does Georgia like him at. Uh, you know, played wide receiver, under every game. But, you know, talking to everybody, uh, my people in Athens, it is definitely a defensive back, maybe even a safety a corner position. He is uh, certainly – uh, open to that and i don't think that that's going to hurt georgia if they do get him at some point to say hey you're going to play safety or co- even corner you know they like those those dbs that can run and i had a chance to watch some of that polynesian bowl that night he played in hawaii in that game he had a pick i think he had might have had two picks and uh you can just tell he's he's, he's different so you know that's that'll be uh kind of yesterday you see people you see stacy searles at josh petty school fellowship christian as a 2025 tackle and what's different is so different, Jake, because we've been covering this a long time. You get to see these guys, they're kind of posing with the players now, the pitchers. And they're able to have that contact.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: the contact. You know, like Tay Harris took a selfie yesterday with with, with Kirby Smart. You know, he posted it on his social media. So it's just different uh, to – and I've heard different feedback from college coaches, what they like, what they don't like about it. They don't like that you only get two hits during this time. And from what I understand – uh, it used to be like if Kirby Smart came to see Jake Rowe at seven thirty, at Jefferson High School in the morning, he wouldn't
0: waste his time.
1: Well, well, I'm just saying, when Kirby, <laughs> when Kirby Smart was there, uh, and just say that, just say that Glenn Schumann's recruiting you. Well, Glenn Schumann could go back that afternoon. You could be there as much as you want during that day. Well, from my understanding now, when Kirby Smart walks in that building and Glenn Schumann's in there, that's your hit. So when y'all. Yeah. Walk- Y'all walk back out, you're done for the day. So You're burned. Yeah. It's a little, a little different there. But, uh, you know, I think that being able to sit down in front of them, one thing I was corrected on, I was under the impression you get a 30-minute time limit with each prospect. You don't. It's it's as long as you want to sit there and talk. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting, definitely different. But uh, it, it gets out that stupid bump rule that everybody used to try to correct and get schools. Georgia got turned in on bump rules. Alabama got turned in on bump rules. I mean, I've seen coaches in 12 years ago sit in a hallway and try to snap a picture of a kid. You know, in um, with another coach. You know what I mean? To try to turn that school, in. it just kind of senseless. Uh, let the, let the guys visit with the kids for a few minutes and and uh, fill them out. And uh, I think this is great, Jake, because the recruiting calendar has sped up so much. These, these 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 January visits with a coach in front of you yeah. they're they're important.
0: Yeah, they're, they're important pre-home deals. I remember, uh, and I'll mention the coach because he's retired now, and and one of my favorite dudes always to run in on the, I've, I've actually mentioned him a few times, Dan Brooks, who, works, who worked at uh, Clemson. I ran into him and Robbie Caldwell at an unnamed high school about seven, eight years ago, and uh, they saw, you know, an old kid came into the uh, weight room, and they gave him a big hug and talked to him for 30 minutes, and I was in there talking to the head coach, and then they circled back around the coach's office and both of them looked at me and said, you didn't see anything. Yeah. And I said, you know, I didn't see anything. I'm blind as a bat, dude. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, it was those, those were two of the best dudes ever to run into at a high school. That was uh that's something I honestly, I miss about hitting the road during spring evaluation period and all that stuff is, uh, is not running into those coaches. But yeah, that was a stupid, stupid rule because everybody circumvented it and everybody bitched and moaned about it. And, mm-hmm. and it just, it became one of those deals that you were just kind of like, Guys, just let's just open this up, and let them spend time with the kids. You know, bring bring all your prospects in, let them meet them, let them hang out with them, whatever. I mean, it's and like you said, with the recruiting calendar now, well, you've been able to take official visits in June, it's probably more important than it's ever been because it's harder to get the kids on campus in June to actually meet and spend time with those coaches and formulate that relationship that's gonna carry over into those official visits that are during the fall. So, uh uh, yeah, you're you're right. That is something that has stood out to me. I'm like, man, I'm not used to seeing, no. you know, no you know, all these all these you know arms around each other and everything like that, and all the all the you know camaraderie here. This early in the year, um, this is supposed to be a evaluation period, and it's not.
1: Anymore. I was in South Georgia maybe two years or ago. Not. I was in South Georgia two years ago, and uh, there was a school that had three coaches, and they had the kid cornered up in the coach's office, and when I walked in, I mean, dude, you would have thought they all dove under a desk. You know, I was like, hey, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I don't see y'all, and you, know, you don't know me. You know, and I wouldn't have about to rat them out, but, man, you would have thought they were like, oh, my God, you know. But glad that's done now to pull that mess.
0: You know, you were talking about Terry Bussey, and one thing I want to point out to Georgia fans Like, I think, I think, I think Rusty and I and Jake Roos and, and, and Jeremy Johnson, Chad Simmons, all of us in on three probably have the same read on this situation. Is Georgia's probably a little bit of a long shot at this point. You know, like it feels like some other teams are ahead, but there's two things, well, really three things you need to keep an eye on. And, and the last one I think is the most important. Number one, they went in home last night. So they, they feel like they're in it, you know, to a, to whatever degree, they feel like they've got a shot.
1: Dante Williams.
0: Yeah, number two, number two, they're gonna get him on campus for an official visit. And that's important because number three, you hear anything about Michael Looney before he took his official visit to Georgia, other than the fact that he was taking an official visit to Georgia, because Michigan and Alabama were gonna be real, real, real tough to beat. Long shot, probably not gonna happen. Real tough to beat. And uh when um Georgia got him on campus for an official visit. That worm turned, and Georgia made a move for him. It's not out of the question for them. To, it, listen, it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen constantly. But you get a guy on, a, on for an official visit, you got to punch your chance, especially if you're at a school like Georgia.
1: Think about this, Jake. He'll be the only one there. He'll be the only recruit there. So, I mean, you get – like, he'll be the only one on official visit. So, you get – you're talking about the red carpet, the complete red carpet from the entire staff. So, um. Uh, it's just so weird, you know. We've covered it so long. You start thinking about those January OVS and like these last two weekends. It used to be like eight, ten kids a piece, and but it was go time, you know what I mean? And now we're sitting here in the month of January, going, "Yeah, they might sign one kid in high school." Yeah, take a shot, at this guy.
0: Yeah, that's that's the new calendar, and honestly, I there's, it's there's hard, it's hard to even
1: remember that now. You know, yeah. it really is hard because June has become such an important. It.
0: I like it though. I like I like those official visits in June. I I, oh, I kind yeah. of dig them a little bit, you know. It's like fun. I really do.
1: Yeah, it makes the June. What they say, June visits makes July decisions.
0: Yeah, and, and boy, cool. oh boy, did we have one of those this past year. I Ooh, well, didn't soon cool. forget they, they. You know, the, the funny thing was is for years and years and years. You know, and I, and I say that for three or four years, June and July were kind of boring. And yeah. then season would get here and George would just start reeling them in. And then last couple weeks before signing day, they'd get them and they'd close strong. And it felt great. Well, the past couple years, especially this year, man, that there was two weeks in July, Rusty. We we pre-recorded videos for about five, six different commitments in a in a in a in a 10-day span.
1: Five commitments while I was on vacation. Yeah. Five commitments. I
0: mean, four deal four offensive linemen, one defensive lineman. Yep. You know, and we we had them ready. And they we had them ready, at, you know, before you headed out there. Spaced so,
1: spaced them out every day, every afternoon. I'd come up from the beach or come up from the cooler and whatever I was going on. And here we go, guys. This one's this one's going to pop it four, and and uh, but it is it's good. Yeah, it really is good.
0: All right. So, looking forward to to kind of staying in the recruiting realm. Um, I heard a comment. I've heard a few comments like this, Rusty, that kind of, and I wanted to get your take on it. Obviously, I don't want to spend 10 minutes on this, but there's this thought that, you know, that, that the idea of coaches, we've talked about coach burnout and all that stuff, but there's this thought that coaching, the type of coach that's successful might change in the future. And it's the idea that All right. Well, everybody's buying players now, NIL, all that stuff. So you know that's going to take care of talent acquisition. You need great coaches, great schemers, people who can X's and O it to death. Rusty, I couldn't agree, I couldn't disagree more. Because when everybody's getting paid, it's still going to come down to the relationships. It's still going to come down to which guys can develop and which guys can sell their vision to you. I don't think anything changes in recruiting with NIL becoming a bigger factor or not. And and oh by the way maybe NIL is not going to be a bigger factor going forward with this unionization. And that's, that's not really our area of expertise, but um I think we've learned over the years that uh things don't exactly change the way we think they're going to change either.
1: Roster management. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that is, can you get good players and can you keep good players? And that's going to be the teams. uh Georgia is a school that, um, You know, Georgia is a school that um, is competitive in NIL. They recruit relentless. They just had the number one class, again, in recruiting. And let me keep this straight. If you're not competitive in NIL, you're not going to sign the number one class. I I, I don't care how good a sale you have. You have got – NIL is a part of today's college football world. Uh, But I think what Georgia fans – are kind of skipping over as we get into this NIL stuff is roster management and what they have done to keep that roster intact for the most part in Athens and head into head into because we we always hit on this and and I think just give me give you my 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 this is rusty Mansell's opinion that Georgia didn't spend a ton in the transfer portal they spent a ton keeping their roster and those guys that um you know don't make no mistake about it. They were they were big-time players in Athens that were about to get in that portal. And Georgia did what they needed to do, and they kept those players. And that is going to be huge uh, as this season goes on. And, um, you know, I think that uh, some other schools are, are having to go way beyond to build a roster. And all this is new to us. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And, you know, Texas A&M took the model a couple of years ago that they're going to get the number one recruiting class in the country, and they're going to sign all these kids. And two years later, that staff got fired, and those kids are spread out all over the country. So uh, Georgia has signed two or three, at least the top class, number two class, whatever, continuously last three or four years, and they've been very successful in how they're handling this situation. We're all learning, so uh, but with Georgia's philosophy, it is to 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 roster management, and I think the point you're making, Jake, is those relationships. So those kids are like, I trust this guy. I trust Kirby smart. I trust yeah. Stacy Searles. I trust Mike Bobo. I trust these guys uh, to get this thing done and, um and, and get me there. So I made a comment yesterday on um, an ask Rusty recruiting chat on, on our, on our message board. And I stand by that. Georgia has done well with kids that value development over 100% NIL. You know what I mean? And 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 that and what I mean by that is if it's only about NIL, George is probably not the place for you. Yeah. But if you're going to get some NIL and you think, man, I got a chance. And listen, don't think that wouldn't happen in Alabama with Nick Saban because kids were trusting that they went and played for, for Nick Saban. They were going to be a high draft pick if they made it and they were going to be successful. So George is getting some of that with Kirby Smart as well and his staff. Uh, you know, these guys are, uh, you know, I, I'll and I don't know all the facts. Hundred percent, don't know the facts. Um, but I will guarantee you that Justin Williams was offered a hell of a lot more money to go other places than University of Georgia, and he's coming to Georgia because he trusts Glenn Schumann and he trusts what Glenn Schumann has been producing. And the long term, he's playing the long game with this. And those are the kids that Georgia's been very successful. and And I think that's why they ended up with another number one class. And I do think that's why their roster is considered by many the number one roster in college football because they did a hell of a job of keeping that thing together. I'll
0: tell you what, you mentioned Justin Williams. There's some uh, there's some significant buzz about him as a person, as a player, as a as a uh, he was as top a- ten
1: in his class. He was top ten in his class academically.
0: Yeah, he's. I'm telling you, that's there's there's some like. Uh, there's some early N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith vibes uh, with, with Justin Williams, just in what you're hearing. Uh, but you're right, man. I mean, it, it, listen, it's, it is about, it really is about those relationships um, and uh, you know, obviously NIL is what it is, but, but, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to level the playing and for the most part and look at, you know, who's, everybody's you know, able to get dole out a little money to these guys, then relationships are still going to matter. You're still going to have to win one-on-one battles with schools that may pay a little bit more or pay the same as you. Um, so, you know, that's a big part of it. And another thing I'll point out, um, you look at the four teams in the playoff this year. Um, the retention was massive for every one of them. Washington, ret- I mean, Roma Dunze could have, I mean, come on, man. He could have. He could have been playing anywhere else.
1: Super senior quarterback.
0: Yeah, could have. He could have been playing anywhere else. They added some. They added some important pieces. Dylan Johnson and Michael Penix through the transfer portal. I get it. Yep. But retaining, you know, Roma Dunze and McMillan Kid and some of those really good defensive players that you know people were trying to vulture off that roster over the past couple of years. Uh, Michigan, same thing. Very, very veteran ret- retention.
1: Forty-five seniors. Um,
0: Alabama, same thing. Like retaining players from from last year, some really good players, adding some pieces. But even Texas, who would, who I guess people would consider a big NIL team, right? They they still had to hold on to some key pieces. Um, they still had to try and figure out how to manage that roster and keep them around. You know, even Florida State, which did add heavily via the transfer portal, keeping Jordan Travis around for five years was was massive for them. Got them rolling. You got Georgia. You're looking at the top six right there. All of those have one thing – at least one thing in common, and the two that were – I think you would consider more heavily NIL. Listen, there have been 12 slots in the college football playoff, three years, 12 slots in the college football playoff since it began. And, you know, since the – not the college football playoff began, but since NIL began. I think you could maybe look at Texas as a, as a big money NIL program, and that's fine. Do it the way you want to do it. It's within the rules. No doubt. But – Texas is the only one I think you would really point to and say, "Hey, they spend a lot on NIL." That's it. To, we're
1: about to find out Ohio State
0: because yeah, we're about to find out. Yeah, we're about to find we're about,
1: out. In Ohio State with getting <sighs> getting Trayvon Henderson back, Emeka Buka, Jack Sawyer, uh, Quinson Jenkins. You know it is. You know it is. You talking about a team that's all in, but 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 you know they did get Caleb Downs. Obviously, let's not sugarcoat that. But but what you look at, what they had coming back. Because I would, have – Trayvon Henderson coming back was a was mind blowing to me. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, a running back like you go now, you go now and sure. Henry, get your carries in. But uh, that is a hell of a roster as well as you start talking about. It. But but you look at the other side of the nil, they had roster management, and then they added some pieces. So yeah. it's going to be, you know, that's going to be the that's going to be another kind of case study. How does that work out for them? They had to go get a quarterback. They're going to bring a quarterback in this situation that they've this never started there. Uh, so there's there's some variables as well.
0: I'm interested to see how it works out because, uh, you know, Will Howard, talented kid, is he the right guy? And then um, did they fix their offensive line issues because they had them last year? Um, th- those are two things to figure out. I got to say, though, man, and listen, I'm, I'm not throwing any shade when I say this, but there's something about Ross Bjork, who that, that man's got the key to something because he unlocks war chests wherever he goes. Old Miss before it was legal, you know uh, Texas A and M with that number one recruiting class, and then now Ohio State. Man, he
1: gave, gave Jimbo what eighty million.
0: Yeah, the money starts flowing. You know, hey, I, can we can we get can, let's get a Dogs HQ get together and see if we can invite Ross Bjork to it. Maybe the money just follows that man around.
1: What does Jimbo Fisher do? Waking up every morning with eighty million, like.
0: Well, I do know that he's got he's got a girlfriend I'm not sure if they're they're official like married or whatever yeah I don't know he's got a girlfriend about thirty years younger than him so I'm pretty sure she keeps him hopping well
1: I saw the first like like forty million had to be paid within like the first fifty days <laughs> so that dude so he- I
0: don't know if they'd be able to find me to spend the rest of it to pay me the rest of it
1: <laughs> they'd have your direct deposit <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'd have to put it in account I'd get to later. I'd disappear $40 million.
1: That dude, that dude is not waking up worried about his power bill ever again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he worried crazy. yeah. He he can he can bump that AC down to sixty seven in the summertime. You know, no matter he, where he lives.
1: He's sitting there looking at all these people having these junior days this weekend and he's like he's just laughing. He's just
0: laughing. So yeah. it's crazy. It is. It's absolutely crazy. All right, some guys that are not laughing right now are Georgia football players because Rusty, it's it's winter workout time, and Georgia put out a video yesterday talking about working in silence. Um, man, I'm tell you what, uh, I'm get, It makes my stomach. It makes my legs hurt. Makes my body sore, and makes me kind of want to vomit just thinking about it. Just thinking about everything that those. I mean, because that's these are not for the faint of heart, and this is where the the building you know building the 2024 team really really begins
1: yep and so that they, they started their little team runs and those workouts i think next week is when they start the 6 a.m workouts going into the month of february and that 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 just rips the the soul out of me thinking about 6 a.m and and running bleachers in sanford stadium and on that on that what we used to call county fair uh
0: oh county fair
1: With the different stations inside there and um you know it's um it's no joke and all those recruits all those guys are number one in the nation and they're gonna find out that college football it is for real now it it is it is it is for real and uh there'll be nobody hugging you uh kirby smart i have that damn bullhorn and he will be I can't even imagine what we come out of his mouth at 6am and Stacy Searles and Mike Bobo and Trey Scott and all them guys leading stations. And it will be, I can't even imagine, but it is right. That starts the, uh, that starts the season. And, um, those kids that are, that are doing it will understand then it is, it is so much year round. I know some of these players and, um, it is crazy, man, the, 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 what they do in college football year round, as opposed to even NFL football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I had uh, I had lunch with a, an NFL player last week. This guy's played in NFL for a long time, and he's still in the NFL. And and I kind of asked about the off season. He's like, dude, we don't see each other until the the, the mini camp in May. You know, we work out on our own, and then. Then we go to camp in July. I mean, it's not they like. They get
0: together that. if they want to. They may they get, they get, they get together for together. a few days if they want to.
1: But think about the different structure in that with yeah. college versus NFL. And that's why people, your ass don't last if you don't, if you're not working. So, uh, but with these college kids, man, they, they, they are on these guys. It is nutrition. It's weight loss. You have to check. You have to weigh every week. Kirby Smart sees the weigh-ins like every week. He gets that sheet, and he knows, man, if you're not hitting your weight and where your target is. and They put those GPS vests on every player so you can't take a rep off. I mean, yeah. it is – Rusty Mansell would not survive. And It's
0: not all too different than the college experience for a regular student and kind of what that does to prepare you for the real world because yeah. you basically – you. I mean it's it's more grueling, don't get me wrong, but like it's like you you gotta learn what's important. That's what kind of college is all about. You gotta learn how to learn and learn what's important. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're that's what George is teaching them with the nutrition, with the hard work. Like this is what it's gonna take to get to the next level and to stay at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a player tell me not too long ago, I asked him, I was like, Man, what about those winter workouts? How crazy are those? And he goes, Man, he said, you know, the crazy thing about that is you don't get like you're out there and you feel like you're gonna die, right? Like you feel like you are going down, and the only person there's not a coach, there's not a support staff, there's not anybody else that's gonna put their hand on your shoulder and say, Hey, breathe, you're gonna be all right. The only player to do that is your teammate, and so and and that's a that's another massive part of this is suffering together and doing all of that stuff. That's that's a big part of it is like, Hey, man, listen, the only guy that's gonna t- basically kind of stand there. And tell me it's going to be all right. I'm not going to die today. Is is my teammate? Because the coaches ain't going to do it.
1: That's those upperclassmen too. Yeah, those upperclassmen telling those guys, "Hey, get your ass in bed. Quit messing around. Uh, yeah. and be ready to go." But you know, it's um, it's it's different. It's these these kids in high school now. They're training year round. They're not they're not about to go through what they're about to go through. But but you know, the one thing is different with with Kirby, and what's kind of evolved. You remember we did George used to do the mat drills, and that's yeah. what I talked about. Well, a couple of people I know that were kind of involved with that. And Matt Drills got you in peak shape in February. Well, that's not the plan and goal here. Right. Yeah. Smart wants you in peak shape in August.
0: Build up to it.
1: He wants you you to build up to that. And they have a process of how they – they've done things over the years and trying to get you ready for august where your where's your weight going to be and where's our maximum performance out of this guy uh coming into august so uh, unless that's just that's just the way things change everybody copied a form of mat drills even a lot of high schools still do mat drills you know and that's just that's still working out but the the difference with kirby smart with his guys and, and what he brought into georgia was i don't want them in peak at the end of february i want it in peak um at the end of uh um uh, you know july i want to comment real quick uh bobby mill says your take was so wrong about tay yesterday no it wasn't wrong um so i i live kind of in cedartown that area and um they told me last week that kirby smart was going to be at cedartown on monday so that trip was planned long before he decommitted Um, uh, never said he was not going to end up in georgia it's just how things are but what that does, Bobby, and not to call you out, I'm going to explain myself, what that tells you is Georgia's not giving up on him. And uh, Kirby Smart had planned to go there last week and wind up going on Monday. So, listen, those th- these are young kids. Um, uh, these are young kids, and they're getting all these visits in, and people are loving them up and all those things. But uh, just want to kind of say there, you know, I didn't say that this guy's not going to end up at Georgia. Uh, it also tells you that Georgia is going to go after him as an in-state kid. So – that's what I always say. <clears throat> Follow the visits, man. I mean, uh, kid keeps going to Georgia, keeps coming back, keeps coming back, and and um, a lot of times I kind of tell you what's going on. But want want to touch on that one. So, Bobby, glad you're here this morning, brother, and uh, Uncle Uncle Hartley is checking in. Evan Grimes, Evan Grimes is on it now. He mm-hmm. he, he he. the man is he's locked in.
0: Evan Grimes is a man among boys when it comes to uh, comes to internet social media, brother.
1: Last question there from uh, Shaheed Huckabee. Uh, yeah. As an open at DC for Glenn Schumann, uh, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think Glenn Schumann. Uh, obviously, they came at him pretty hard twice last year, twice, and you see. Uh, and and wasn't
0: moment. the only wasn't the only team that came after. Yeah. I
1: know, and then you look at the uh, you look at the. Uh, raise he got and it kind of tells you last year that like, tells you all you need to know a lot of times you don't hear about it publicly but when those when you guys do those raises and like you get the contracts in like march or april whenever jake when y'all put those contracts out and you see somebody get a two or three hundred thousand dollar a year raise well you know they had a, a job offer you know what i mean so or something And Kirby smart uh had to uh kind of say hey this but glenn schumann dc philadelphia right now don't see it i think glenn schumann is And I've said it a million times. Is he going to stay at Georgia forever? He is not. But Glenn Schumann is very close to Kirby Smart, and he's watched Kirby Smart's path and the decisions that Kirby Smart made uh, leading up from him leaving Alabama to go to Georgia. I think Glenn Schumann is going to be very picky in where he goes. Um, I think he just turned 34 years old. I know people think he's – Forty, but glenn schumann just turned 34 i believe he started at georgia 26 years old it was insane
0: i think Almost, he, i think he turned 35 this spring i think it's like march or april or may i asked claude like way back in the day because i was trying to do like a, a full breakdown of the georgia coaching staff yeah. when kirby smart hired his first coaching staff and i remember he was 26 years old at yes. the time
1: i didn't know who he was put him on the road i was like yeah. what
0: yeah, he was 26 years old at the time, and, and I believe his birthday is like April or May. So I think he's about to turn 35. Yeah. He's getting old as hell. I, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna, they're gonna have to run him off. If he's getting so old. So uh maybe, maybe, maybe they can get you a little younger at defensive coordinator, but uh, yeah,
1: he's, nah, uh
0: he's he's always gonna be a coveted guy. he's one of these guys you're gonna have to watch out for every offseason. But man, listen, you'll you'll talk about somebody that handles it the right way that doesn't walk around flirting with every single thing and you don't hear his name just smeared all over the place, involved with everything. I mean, listen, I, I don't know who his agent is. You, you may know that. You may not want to talk about I don't know. I have no idea, but I do know this. Whoever it is, um, he, they handle things in a way that, that is very beneficial to Georgia every year.
1: Yeah, well, he's, he's getting paid. Um, two small kids, uh, wife here in athens and i think his in-laws live close so he's he's going to be very picky about where he goes but don't don't fool yourself this guy's going to be he's going to continue to be a hot commodity as he goes on and don't know when don't know if it's three years from now if it's 10 years from now or it's 12 years from now at some point there'll be some discussions with him and university of alabama probably as a head coach because of the ties he has He's an Alabama graduate. His wife's an Alabama graduate. I think his both his in laws are Alabama graduates. Uh, he's got several family members that went to the University of Alabama, so there's some strong ties there. But that that'll be one day down the line. But at some point, there'll be his name will be seriously, you know, mentioned. You know, if and when that job's ever open at some point. But you know, right now, man, he is firmly entrenched in Athens and has been. He's doing a hell of a job because that linebacker room. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the guys that left, Jamon Dumas Johnson was all freaking SEC and left. Yeah. Because of kind of knows what what's there. You know what I mean? And Xavier Sory, who was a five star at some services, who's going to be a really good player at Arkansas. You know what I mean? I mean, th- those were really good players. Um, and, and, uh, I think Glenn Schumann continues to, uh, stack his room and he calls a place. He, he is the defensive coordinator. Let's, let's not be, he calls it. So, uh, Kudos to him.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, Georgia's got a great staff. You got a great staff, people are gonna come up for that great staff, and and that's just how it is. But uh, I just I think it's just impressive how I know that there are opportunities for Glenn Schumann there every offseason and nobody ever hears about all of them, you yeah. know, because he's he's uh he's very professional in the way he handles that and has done a really good job since uh, getting to Georgia. Hey, listen, if you are not if you if you're checking us out for the first time, we appreciate it. Hit like and subscribe. Come on over and see us over at Dogs HQ. We got notes, we got insider stuff, we got off-season content. Uh, we got a lot to get to uh, for the Georgia show, and we'll get back to it on Thursday around the same time. Y'all take it easy.